What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Tuck Rule Takes. The Tuck Rule boys are back. We got a bunch of guests on the pod right now. As you heard, that was my other Patriots life partner, Liam. We'll get to him in a second. Guys, I know last week I said I promised that the intro was going to be a little uh, hippity hop inspired, a little rap inspired with, um, you know, Tuck Rule Takes being mixed in with some rap. But uh, (laughs) there's only one way to start it out today. I can't play the song due to, you know, those pesky copyrights. But uh, if you know the words, people in the pod, sing along, feel free. People listening on the trail, in the car, in the gym, in the bathroom, sing along as well. It goes return of the match come on Liam. return of i'm not the singing match. this song i i'm absolutely not i don't even return like this song of the <laughs> um i don't know the words exactly all i know is return of the mac guys welcome like i said i am mike sullivan with me as always my patriots partner for life my patriots pal my patriots posse we roll deep liam introduce yourself like you always do Mahalo, friends. It is a dark day for your boy, but I was able to crawl out of bed in my puddle of tears to be here with you today. Uh, it's not a dark day. Come on. Um, we will get to why it's a dark day in a second. I promise you guys, I told you we have a few guests on the pod. Um, so first, I'm going to go to our guest wearing some Patriots gear. I see he's got a hat on. If you're watching on YouTube, he's got a Patriots jersey as well. Uh, Diego, Diego, say hello to everybody, my friend. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for having me on Tuck Rule Takes. Boys, let's kill the show tonight. Yeah, there we go. Welcome in. Welcome into the Tuck Rule house. Wipe your feet before you come in. We like to keep it clean. Um, And (laughs) next, we have um, arguably our most, I I don't know, this is the most most illustrious guest we've had. Um, I like to call him Big Al. There's a lot of different nicknames. Um, Al, again, say hello, just like Diego did. What's up, Talk Rule Takes fanatics? Very glad to be here. A lot going on. You guys have been doing great with the pod so far, and I can't wait to see where you take it. So, honored to be on. Thank you. Oh, shucks. That that means a lot because uh, people listening, you might not know. Uh, Al could just be like, hey, guys, your podcast sucks. We're going to cut it off. So, thank you, Al. This is episode five, by the way. Big F-I-V-E, five. Um, but if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see there's one person here Um me and him just met, but I like the nickname Swaggy P. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to him. Um, I don't know if he likes it, but that's what he's gonna get. Swaggy P, Pat, Patrick, whatever you want to be called, Patrick Star, say hello. What's going on, guys? What's going on? Tuck rule episode five. I'm so happy to be here. First time, long time. That's what they say, right? This is gonna <laughs> this be a great the, show. The triumphant return to return of Patty Scove. This is the first time I've heard Patty Scoff in like a year and a half, and I love every second of it. Al's moved to tears. I was. <laughs> this is the about, first time I've ever heard of Patty P. Period. It's about quality, quality over quantity, guys. It's true. There we go. If he shows up once every four years, that accentuates that one time he shows up each time. It's like the Olympics. So, so now that I now that I've wiped my uh my feet on the entrance on the, on that beautiful Mike Sullivan uh, rug that you guys have in the entrance. Thank you very much for that. Um, How do do I go about entering the household? So, so, so let me tell you first uh, here, let me bring you in. Let me just introduce you first. You're going to see a bunch of posters on the wall, a bunch of things, Patriots. Um, All this you see. Don't open my closet. Yeah, no, 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 no. Don't, (laughs) don't even bring up the closet. Everything you see here, this entire domain is brought to you by Couch Guy Sports. Um, a lot of things going on there, guys. CouchGuySports.com. That's .com. 
it's coachguysports.com. Check it out. We got podcasts. Um, I, um, what am I saying? Articles, sports, anything you want. In fact, I think there's a couple people here that have some pods. Um, whoever would like to shout out what they have, by all means, go ahead. Al, you want to take the front run here? Cause you're on everything. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So the main podcast I'm on, uh, legends lingo podcast, me and Tom powder Cadmus, Maddie Kiwoom every week, Boston sports podcast, primarily uh, couch guy sports podcast with Jared Scally. We just had a crazy episode. And our Into the Triangle podcast, our Red Sox podcast with Jared Scally and Chris Enrique. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's tough to say. So check everything out. And by the way, Sully, you don't even know this. We just hit 50,000 views in the blog for the month, for the fourth month in a row. Holy shit. Let's go. Ooh, let's go. Let's go. Dynasty starting. Me and Liam said it. Dynasty is starting right now. Um, But guys, as you know, there is some big news to talk about today. Um, there's a reason why Liam said that it's a sad day, even though I'm wearing my sunglasses. You might be asking why. Don't worry, we'll get to that. Today, veteran has kind of been, you know, pushed to the back. Quinn Nordin has taken over the starting kicking role for Nick Folk, guys. What do you think about it? Talk about it. Later That's obviously the hero. big news, right? It really That's hurts. Well, well, no, what's big news is the fact that you two were so rude that you didn't even let Diego shout out his podcasts. Oh, that is really, really something. Diego, uh, you believe these guys? I forgot Diego uh, had a podcast. <laughs> Diego was here. Diego, shout it out, man. What's your uh, podcast, uh, my friend? Oh, uh, don't, don't wait. Something along the lines of content director is in my name with Couch Guys. <laughs> and you guys are in some deep shit. I like, can't I wait. To, we just got cut. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't wait canceled. to take this podcast off of your hands. Oh, Jesus. He, he Make he it actually watchable. He can't and do that, guys. The, the fifth do and that. last episode of the <laughs> <laughs> First time and last time, listeners. Uh, but no, real talk, though, Diego. I do apologize. I just no, wanted to get that fake headline out of the way, Diego. Um, honestly, I'm kind of curious, too, because I know you're involved in a bunch of things. What do you got cooking? Yeah, yeah. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, assistant content director for Couch Guy Sports. Uh, do a little bit of blogging here and there. Uh, but my podcasts are mainly the Yellow Card Podcast, which is a soccer-focused uh, podcast out of out of New England. Not a lot of those here uh, in the region, but we uh, we are, if I'm not mistaken, the second largest uh, followed podcast on the network. So, uh, podcast caught on Twitter, and uh, also the Suplex Biddies, which is a wrestling-oriented uh, uh, podcast. That, that's that's with me and uh, Chris Jones and Andrew. Well. Um, Give us some love. Can use on the Twitter platform, and that's at, at Suplex Biddies. Biddies with two likes. Ds. Yeah, guys, uh, I can I can personally vouch for that. I've been on Suplex Biddies. It is a great time. Uh, if you like wrestling, any sort of professional wrestling, hop on there, take a listen. It's awesome. Um, but you like suplexing biddies. That's not what I said, Liam. See, okay. can you can you let me get the intro out, <laughs> guys? The real reason we're here today, um, me and Liam texted, we had to do this podcast a day early. Cam Newton, Cameron Newton is no longer a New England Patriot. Uh, He was cut today to the surprise of many, to the shock of many. Um, I obviously have my thoughts. We all have our thoughts, but um, I kind of want to want to go around and kick it around. Uh, Diego, since I forgot you last time. Diego, let us know, man. What do you what do you think? What's your intro your intro thought to all this stuff? Yeah, sure. Um, I think the Cam Newton release comes as a shocker to many fans and to many Patriots followers. Uh, that's not surprising. 
um, at all that that's the feeling around New England, uh, especially when he was a transitioning uh, quarterback that helped us get over the Tom Brady era and kind of move into the future. Um, unfortunately, things didn't work out uh, for Cam here into his second season. After 14 months, he's released by the Patriots. Um, there's a lot of speculation and, and reasoning as to why that could have been. Um, I'm sticking with the fact that I think uh, missing out five important days of, of practice with the team really hurt him. Uh, it showed to be more of a uh, of an unfortunate deliverance of being uh, undisciplined and irresponsible for the team, uh, especially as his vaccination status is coming to questions several times by the media and the team itself. Um, and I think it just came down to more of uh, making a decision of looking longer term rather than continuing to look at short term. And in the end, uh, Matt Jones with his youth and, and, and his talent and what he's shown so far with his, with his growth and training camp uh, has assured Bill Belichick to make the decision to, uh, to release Cam Newton, even though I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Cam Newton fan. I still rock his jersey out of respect because there's nothing more but uh, respect for Cam Newton in uh, nothing but a feeling of, of gratefulness and, and uh, blessings to the guy hoping that he can land somewhere else uh, where he could be far more of a, um, a role player in, in an organization that could really utilize him for the next, however long he's got in his career. You're right. I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing. And, and you did bring up, you know, you want to respect Cam and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I mean, we're obviously going to get to everybody. I just wanted to kind of Diego address you a bunch of other people. Cause um, you know, I've been very uh, aggressively confident in all of my, you know, confidence, my excitement about, um, about Mac Jones. And I know sometimes comes off as, you know, might be a little disrespectful to Cam and his loyal followers and um, you know, all that, but I did just, I, I really wanted to say, you know, from, from the bottom of my heart, um, I'd like to take this time, this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. You think I'm going to apologize that Mac Jones is here? The future is here. That frumpy, dumpy assassin from Alabama is here. The prince that was promised from here on out who will now be known as the king in the north. Let's go. New England is back. The north remembers everything you guys have been talking. Not you guys here. I love all you guys. All, everything the haters have been talking about last year. Oh, Belichick's lost it. He's on the hot seat. All this stuff. Everybody sucks. The whole team is horrible. Guess what, guys? Bill Belichick remembers. He's petty. He holds grudges. Devin McCourty remembers. Matthew Slater remembers. Jacoby Myers remembers. Everybody does. Matt Jones is here to take your lunch, eat it, take your lunch money, buy that lunch, eat it in front of you, and then make you go buy him a drink. Um, so, Al, what do you think about... Uh, wow. Wow. Karen, <laughs> Karen really had a meltdown there. Great Woo! great job, Karen. Nice, nice job going to... Nice job going through the public's checkout and having a meltdown against the cashier. Go ahead, Al. Thank you, Diego. Uh, listen, I they say don't follow like a dog act. You can't follow that act because that was that was something. <laughs> don't want to follow that act. I don't want to look like a fucking Karen on a meltdown. Man, I love Karen. The, the only Karen I know is I don't know a Karen. I'm sorry. Al, what do you think, man? Cam Newton's gone. I mean, what's so, what's going on? So I've kind of flip-flopped my opinion ever since Mac Jones got drafted because I'll come out and admit it to start. I didn't want Mac Jones here because I thought Justin Fields was going to be the guy that the Patriots got. 
But then once, sick. but then yeah. once Mac Jones came here and I did more research, watched game film, saw the statistics. I'm like, okay, there's something to this kid. You know, I'm starting to get a little more excited. And then I think what kind of happened was Cam and training camp and everything started looking good. It's like, okay, you know, we might have something here. I think secretly I always wanted Mac Jones to start, but it's not because necessarily of how much like I hate and I say it in air quotes because I don't hate Cam Newton. I just always thought that Mac Jones was the better fit for this Patriot style of offense, a style of offense that, yeah, they're going to be run heavy. We know that they're going to, you know, ride the back of Damian Harris and James White and, you know, all those guys, you know, Mondre Stevenson, JJ Taylor, but Mac just looked very confident. He looked like he was making the right reads still has to get rid of the ball. He still has to avoid taking sacks. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that's going to have to be worked on mm-hmm. as a rookie, Diego Smirking, because he knows that's right. Oh, no, so, no, I'm smirking about something else. Sorry. No, no, no Sorry, you're, yeah. you're, you're good, dude. No, but the thing is, is like, I just think that this was the right time. It was the right move. And honestly, I hate to say this, but the fact that Cam missed the last preseason game against the Giants because of the, the COVID situation, because he did it last year too against Kansas City, you know, I think that was enough for Belichick and McDaniels and Kraft and everybody else to be like, shouldn't we just go with the kid at this point and just let him take his lumps? Because we're not expected to win a Super Bowl anyway. So might as well just ride with it and then see if you can get like a 10 and seven, 11 and six season, get in the playoffs and get back that experience. So that's, that's where I'm coming from. So I'm, I'm happy about the move, but not for reasons that Cam Newton lovers might think. Yeah. I think that was a, uh, that that's a take that I would expect our fearless leader to have very (laughs) concise focus to the point. Um, Liam, I was going to go to you, but I see you every day, Pat, what do you think, man? This is a, I genuinely have zero idea where your head is with this. So we're going to go you, then Liam, and then we're going to get into it. So what are you thinking? So as, as a former football player, right, there's a lot more to the game than just being strong and throwing passes, right? The problem Ooh. with Cam, and I think probably one of the strong reasons that we got rid of him, he wasn't being a leader. He was not being a team leader. He was not showing up. I mean, he he violated COVID protocols, whatever that even was, right? That could have just been like picking up a tissue on the ground and throwing it in the garbage, right? (laughs) But the fact of the matter is he was not being a team leader to arguably one of the teams that heavily relies on having a leader for all the cogs to spin together. If you don't have a leader, this team falls apart. Mm-hmm. And I think we just decide, you know, we have to cut our losses. We can't deal with that all season, whether we have Cam this week or not. And so, listen, let's go with the kid. And what is the kid show so far, motherfuckers? Four for four. It hasn't happened since like 2007, right? Like, it's unreal. We've had a great preseason so far. And we're rolling. And he's showing that he's dedicated. He's showing that he's confident. It's going to be a good season. Yeah, I think that's the thing. And when people talk about, you know, Mac Jones and, and me, uh, for one, I know I talk about, I know a lot of other people do too. He just, he doesn't look like a rookie. His play sometimes does. I'm talking about just the way he carries himself, the way that he kind of commands the offense. That's the, that's the buzz phrase that everybody likes to say. But um, Liam, I know, uh, I don't know, you, you might have the same take as everybody else, uh, but Liam, wearing the old uh, captain's, captain's hat over here. Uh, what do you think, my friend? Okay. <laughs> As somebody who came out the womb 
I was born, my first moments of life, I came out in a Cam Newton jersey. Since then, growing up as a wee lad, idolizing and loving Cam Newton all throughout his career, I have every jersey that Cam Newton has ever worn up till he played Juco, and I have his Juco jersey. <laughs> I really, really love Cam Newton, and I can think back to like 2000. 12 13 when cam was firing up the league in his first couple years and just being like wow what if he was on the patriots i remember throwing him on the team in madden and it was an absolute dream come true and i got that dream i had that dream all last year and while it wasn't the exact dream that i pictured in my head you know him winning mvp rushing for 700 touchdowns and throwing for 500 I did not quite get that, and I was excited for what I was going to get from him this year. Unfortunately, the plans did not align for me, hence the captain's hat. I made myself a little farewell cocktail, and like any good captain, I'm going down with this ship, baby. I loved what Cam Newton was able to give me on this team, actualized a childhood dream of mine that, honestly, I couldn't have even imagined coming true in a million years. I want to thank Cam for everything he gave the Patriots. While it wasn't always pretty, it wasn't spectacular. Actualizing a dream for me is something that, you know, uh, it gets the tears flowing here. <laughs> I, I'm not psyched to see Cam go in such unspectacular fashion. I don't like it. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of bullets shot at me here. You guys probably have all your chambers loaded to unload on me all throughout this podcast. I didn't oh. like Mac Jones coming out of college. I thought, you know, he had top three receivers all in the draft. You know, he wasn't – he was throwing to wide open guys, basically. Alabama is a professional team playing a bunch of squids and dudes who didn't go to class and are just thinking about getting hammered and bagging broads later that night. So, I didn't have a lot of confidence in him. He comes in, and he's done phenomenal. The preseason has been great. Last game especially, I was texting Mike. He was throwing players open. He had three back shoulder fades to lead to the end zone where he scored. I see, I see. Yeah. My my boy, you know Liam. He was was unbelievable. So, with all that, I was like, hey, there's a lot of pressure on Cam, but he, it was a definite to me. He was still going to be the week one starter. I'm somebody who firmly believes that somebody should sit in their first year and develop. Aaron Rodgers did it. Tom Brady did it. Steve Young did it. I can think of Patty Mahomes, millions of great quarterbacks that have sat their first year and developed. And I thought that was the clear cut way to go. That's how you almost, you basically maximize your chance of having a great career. He sits under a veteran like Cam Newton. I disagree with Pat. I think he was a phenomenal leader. He was a high voice, a cheerleader for the team. He was extremely passionate. Maybe it wasn't all like X's and O's out there, but Cam's a big personality and a leader of men in my eyes. And I really loved what he was able to do for the team. And I think he was a spectacular leader. So I I firmly disagree there. Um, Obviously, like I said, like any great captain, I go down with my ship and uh, I guess it's all Mac Jones from here. I have Uh, to like it. Because, you know, ride Patriots, but you do, you do, you do have to like it's not going to be an easy ride. And right now I'm about waist deep and freezing cold ice water. Well, let's not cue the the funeral music. Let's not. This isn't this isn't the Titanic. This is not the Titanic. If anything. Now, I I obviously want to touch on, you know, what this means for for the Patriots in general. But just since we're talking about him for Cam Newton, I think everybody here for the most part um, 
we all like Cam Newton, the guy. Um, kind of like you said, Liam, I do think that Cam Newton was a good leader, but it, that doesn't matter. He's not on the Patriots anymore. So just to kind of wrap a little bow around Cam Newton, what do you think is going to happen with him? Because I'm hearing that he this might be the end of the line if he doesn't want to be a backup, which I think is why this this happened. Um, where does he go? You know, is there a dark horse team you guys think? Um, I know Washington football team is the big name out there. Everybody thinks he'll go reunite with Ron Rivera. Um, I personally think the Saints are an option. Um, I know that's not one people are talking about a lot, but, you know, Sean Payton kind of has that Bill Belichick attitude where he's like, hey, I'm going to take what people don't want. I'm going to flip it around and shove it in everyone's face. Um, you know, where where do we think Cam Newton goes from here other than the exit from Foxborough because the Mac Jones era has begun. What do you guys think? Where's he going? Personally, I think his career is over. I hate to do it. I love the guy, but there just seems like there's no real opening. Uh, He doesn't want to be a backup. I think that was the main reason why he got cut. I don't particularly believe it was all the COVID jazz because there was a screw up on the Patriots part. So for them to cut him over a mistake that Mm -hmm. they made seems, hey, and Bill's not the most fair guy. Bill's in it to win games. He doesn't give a shit if you get screwed. So maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think that was exactly the reason. I think uh, they named Mac the starter and then they cut him. So looking at starting opportunities, I don't think he's starting in New Orleans. I think that's Jameis's job, and I mm-hmm. think Jameis is going to kill it. Uh, the only chance I really see is if old Wakatuum Wentz is out for the year and the Colts sign him to a one-year deal, which would get me wet. I would love to see Cam Newton in, in white and blue. I think that would be sick. But other than that, I could totally see Cam just kind of fading out. He's got that reputation that's not so great. You see a lot of great players kind of fade out of the league super early, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him gone. Unfortunately, and it kills me, but I think he's gone. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I personally think that Maybe the backup quarterback job is really not out of the question for Cam. I think that it was out of the question here in New England, considering that Mac Jones just looks to be far more uh, lasting than some of these quarterbacks that are on some teams that are injury prone and really don't have much of a season possibly happening for them this year. An example, Carson Wentz, an example, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, the list is the list is lengthy enough. Um I recently wrote an article for Couch Guy Sports in regards of, of some potentials that are there for, for Cam Newton. One of them popping up continues to be the Dallas Cowboys as they release Ben DiNucci, uh, Gucci DiNucci, uh, and also release That's Garrett, hilarious. He's shit. And, and they also released Garrett Gilbert, uh, which was a surprise to me as well. Uh, I think with, with Dak still recovering from his ankle injury, uh, which is going to be a pain to recover from especially for a guy as big as Dak Prescott that's that's not an easy injury to recover from uh, with a team that's going to have to utilize their running game a little bit more than than the usual just because they only have Ezekiel basically to rely on yeah they got Tony Pollard but on top of that like you kind of you kind of need a running quarterback to give you additional options uh, I think Cam would be a phenomenal fit in that slot Another potential spot that I see happening for Cam would be the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Lamar Jackson doesn't really have much of a backup quarterback in his system. Uh, they have uh, McSorley. Tyler McSor- Huntley, he's been crushing it. The Tyler, Ravens. Tyler Huntley no. and, and, and McSorley. 
Uh, Lamar Jackson has had two bouts with uh, coronavirus and with the Delta virus continuing to be as strong as it is, it wouldn't surprise me that Lamar Jackson would get it. Unfortunately, Lamar Jackson has been um, vocal about his vaccination status. He's not vaccinated yet. Uh, it could be a big risk for the Ravens and with a run heavy attack as the Baltimore Ravens have, it wouldn't be surprising for somebody like Kim Newton to be taking a flyer on, especially at the Ravens with somebody like Jim Harbaugh that would love somebody like his personality. Um, there is the potential as well of, I think, the Ron Rivera reunion at Washington football team. Hey, could let, potentially the, let the other guys it. decide when you're taking all the options, Diego. Well, I, I got to. Come two on, more. man. Uh, so, sorry, Stevie Wonder. All right. Uh, no, nice Scott, glasses. No, Scott Zolak. Scott Zolak. That's who he is. Oh, Do no. not ever. No. I love rap music. Do not ever compare me to Scott Zolak. No, um, there is yeah. there there yeah. is there is shit and there is diarrhea. Mike is Mike is solid shit and diarrhea is Zolak. All right, like, shit, we don't we I don't look that everybody. direction. I am the shit. I am the shit. The only thing that would outweigh my love for Cam is my hatred for the Cowboys. If he goes to the Cowboys, one, I would have to hate Cam. Two, to, I would absolutely be devastated. devastated. You have to be upset. I mean, yeah. I know. But I mean, the only other spot that is out me. there, the only potential other spot that is out there is him coming back to the Carolina Panthers, which I personally think it's a huge no. I don't see Dan um, Tepper making a making a – uh, decision of being like, well, listen, Matt, you didn't like him at first. You released him at first. He's shown over there in the Patriots that he can do it. So you're going to have to bring him back regardless. Like, no, I don't see Tepper being doing, being that guy. Plus I got uh, Sam there Darnold. Was, th- yeah. Sam Darnold is there, but unfortunately something happens to Sam Darnold. You don't really have that many options. You have Willie, Willie Parker and you have another, uh, oh no, you don't, you, you don't even have another one because Will Greer was released by the, by the Panthers. Uh, they have PJ Walker. He's one of the best. Uh, we have breaking news. Uh, breaking I don't news. know exactly. Oh, we how do have PJ Walker. Okay. I don't know if anybody's talked about it. This is just the first time I've seen it. I've been preparing for this podcast, trying to find my glasses. That's all that means. Did do we know that Brian Hoyer just got released by the Patriots? Yes, that was hours ago. How uh, crazy is that? Jesus, it's not that crazy. He'll he'll be back. Yeah, he'll be back. They'll make room. They'll be back. They'll throw like Nikhil on the IR to start. They'll throw another guy on the oh, IR, yeah, and course. that'll make room. So, just really quick, just because I want to make sure I actually get my team in, because knowing Diego, he was probably going to take it. Because I, I tried. No, I, no, I just I just had those four teams. I just had those four teams. That's all. I, I was oh, going based I he was off going of, all thirty-two. Yeah, yeah, he's like, and next, you know, the Chiefs, if they want to back up, and then you can come back to the Patriots, too, if you wanted. Let's do uh, every possibility. If Mahomes gets hurt. And who knows? No, he'll, be a, he'll be a backup quarterback for, for Tom Brady. Don't worry no, about it. Al, what's going on? And then, Pat, Swaggy P, I didn't forget about you. We'll go to you right after. Uh, so I'll make this really quick. I think the one place where he actually, believe it or not, can start is in Houston with the Texans. I mean, they have Tyrod Taylor starting who Tyrod Taylor's bounced around the league more than I think that I'm trying to think of another player that's bounced around Patrick? the league. A ton. More than yeah, COVID Patrick, itself? There you go. There you go. So, but that's a situation. And guess what? Guess who the Patriots play week five after that big Sunday night game against the Bucks? They're going down to Houston yes, in what's a trap game. And you're telling me Cam Newton, if he didn't sign in Houston, would be fired up to know that he's at home against the team that cut him. Yeah, Belichick, Belichick will ruin him. I'm sorry. No, he would destroy us. He'd yeah. have two rushing tubs, two passing no. tubs. We'd lose no. by 20 points. So no, my team, win. my team, my team's Houston. 
Okay, Houston, that's a good one. Uh, Diego, you had uh, the, the other half of the, of the NFL. Liam, I know who you had. Um, Pat, what do you think, man? What do you think is going on with Cam? Then we'll get to, you know, how this affects the Patriots. So, Diego, I didn't hear the, f- the first team that you said, but um, the Cowboys. I think, okay, we're maybe sleeping on, you know, Cam, I think he might be a little over the hill, and that's fine. But you know who's even more over the hill than Cam? Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. Oh, Teddy H2O under the bridge. He is incredibly old, right? And so I think is maybe he? going over to the Broncos might not be too bad of an idea. It's kind of a different scheme, I think, than he's used to playing in, right? But also, we don't can't forget spring 2022 is coming up soon. Arena Football League, right? He could absolutely <laughs> destroy it. <laughs> Wait, isn't isn't Teddy Bridgewater like twenty eight? Yeah, Bridgewater's he's not that old. Who am I thinking of? Uh, you can never tell because he's got the two gloves. Did I really just hear Arena Football League? You, Does it hurt you, your soul? You must be hitting that Cali good good out there because Arena Football for Cam. Johnny Newton. Manziel did it. Johnny, Johnny Manziel, Manziel, Cam Newton. He would guy. he would average eight touchdowns a game. What about the <laughs> XFL if it came back? Oh please! Oh. That would be sick. The only, yeah. the only other thing, the only other team that I could potentially think of, and I think it's completely out of the question, but I'm, I'm just gonna toss it out there: the LA Rams. I mean, something does happen to Stafford. They mm. don't really have that much of a quarterback. Stafford is pretty injury prone, actually. He, he yeah. is. Yeah, he. I think. I think the issue that that is I mean, coming up that Kansas I think H doesn't help him. But. They have like that substitute no. teacher as a backup, though, which you know doesn't hold any merit. You might as well get Al in there. I don't. <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't think Cam is going to want to be a backup, though. That's the crux of it all. I yeah. think that that's, is that's why. What I, said. I think that's the reason why. I. I genuinely think uh, to bring this back to the Patriots because guys, Patriots Tuck Rule takes. We are a Patriots podcast. Let's go. I do think that that's half of the reason or the majority of the reason why Cam Newton ended up leaving. Belichick saw that Matt Jones beat him out. You know, he sees more than we do, obviously. He sees, you know, practice time in, you know, in Foxborough, everything there. We only see what's televised and what reporters say. You never know what to take from what reporters say because it could be biased. I think that if I had to lay out how today happened, or last night, whenever it happened. And then I know it just got announced today. I think that Belichick went up to Cam, said, hey, we're thinking about starting the kid. We're thinking about starting Mac. And some conversation happened where Cam Newton either requested his release um, and all, all fine because it, there wasn't any bad blood, obviously. They both like each other. Or Belichick was like, hey, I know you don't want to back up, so we're going to cut you. We're going to give you, you know, 10 days, almost two weeks to find another, another landing spot as opposed to holding on to you until, you know, right before the season starts, we cut you, then all of a sudden you can't find a landing spot. Belichick likes Cam Newton. So I think that he he's genuinely trying to give him the best chance possible to find a landing spot. There was no way he was going to trade him because guess what? Cam Newton was a free agent this offseason. Nobody wanted him. He ended up coming back. There is a reason that nobody wanted him. And I mean – Injury prone, who knows what's going on with, you know, if he's grasping the Patriots playbook. We don't know all those things. All we know is that Cam Newton is no longer on the team. Mac Jones is starting. The Mac Jones era has begun. Um, I, I, I think that 
this is an overall win for the Patriots. If you're a Patriots fan, I don't know what you guys are thinking. How, how can you see this as a negative? Because if you see that, if you see this as a negative, I feel like you, you would then think that Mac Jones is that far below Cam Newton, which I, I don't think that's realistic. I mean, I know sure people say he was overrated for Alabama and all that. I don't care about that, but he did have, I think the highest percentage of catchable balls thrown, but that's neither here nor there. And, and, and um, you know, you know what, Mike, honestly, just to go off your point that you made, yes, cause I, cause I agree with it. You know, the fact that he went back out on the free agency market and there was not a lot of interest in him, he came back to the Patriots. You guys remember what that deal was that he signed? It was a one-year deal. The incentives were up to $14 million, but I think his base salary was like $3.5 million, yeah, not, it was. if yep, I'm not mistaken. Yep. And that's – and that's listen, Cam if, – if and another thing too, with the age, I think that if it was – you know, if Mac – if sorry, not Mac. If Cam was like 27, He's like 27, 28. I think we'd be looking at this a lot differently. For me, because Cam was getting up there in age, I'm like, you know what? He's going to be here one more year, and one of two things is going to happen. Either he's going to play so well that someone's going to sign him to a ridiculous contract next year and he'll be gone, or he'll play so bad that he'll be out of the starting lineup, and then nobody's going to want to take him. Mm-hmm. So why? So as a Patriots person, why are we doing this? To, why would we do this to ourselves where we're giving it one year to prolong Mac Jones coming along unless Belichick thought he's not ready. If Bill Belichick really thought that Mac Jones was not ready to take this starting role, he would have kept Cam on this roster and would have found a way. Mm-hmm. That's just, I don't know. I don't think it's that's all about too crazy. development though. No, I think, I think that's like not particularly right. It's all about development. Like you don't think Patty Mahomes could have started week one. The dude threw seven tubs in his first game in his second year. Like, well, we don't, we don't know that. Yeah. We don't I know that. We don't, but Obviously, they had a visible starter in Alex Smith, who is an ultimate professional. Everyone loves Alex Smith. Yeah. I don't know anyone do who doesn't like love Alex, Alex Smith. Smith. Yeah, he's literally one of the most. <laughs> he's like the Derrick Rose of the NFL. But um, yeah. I, I just think that there was really no downside to sitting Mac Jones for a year. Uh, give him that time to develop, figure out what the league's like. In the preseason, everyone's blowing up about his performance. He was playing the second, third string guys. And like Pat said, I played football with Pat, like – if you're not in the starting lineup, there's a huge drop-off in talent, the starting lineup. Like, there's a reason. You know, there's obviously a couple of positions where things are gritty and like, the backups could be really competitive. But for the most part, it's a bunch of dudes fighting to make a roster spot who aren't exactly completely in touch with the game or their game plan or their position. But so. you could you could also flip that, and you could say that with Mac, he was playing with guys like Christian Wilkerson, who got cut, Isaiah Zuber, who yeah. got cut. So, mm-hmm. so I do get what you're saying, Liam, and I'm not saying that's necessarily wrong, but what I'm also saying is you have to look at it from all angles too. And someone yep. like Diego, who credit to Diego, I know he's a Cam Newton guy, but he was smart enough and rational enough to realize that if Mac's good enough to start the job, then give the starting job to Mac. Like, and that's the thing too. That's what people need to realize is that it's not necessarily a, we hate Cam Newton for the way he is. I think we were just so spoiled with the fact that we had Tom Brady, but now we have a kid and no one's comparing Mac to Tom Brady. Let's throw that right out the window. Yeah. Stop that. I was going to say there was, there was two things to this Patriots nations, unfortunately, and I'm going to get fucking booed for it. And I have no problem with that, but it's mm. the truth. Mm. There is, there is two things to it. There is 
the immediate fans who thought Ken Newton was going to be Tom Brady and you're fucking out of your goddamn mind. Mm-hmm. And there is the immediate expectation that when you draft a quarterback on your first round and you are the Patriots, that he's got to be as good as Tom Brady or otherwise he's trash. No. Guess what, New England fans? You're out of your fucking tree. You fell off the pickle wagon and you hit your head so hard that you concussed for the rest of your life. Be real about what you have here in New England and just shut up already. Because the guy, the, the problem that I had that I had with Mac Jones was how bad the media did of a job of over glorifying a kid who we hadn't even seen through our training camp or run through an organization and be able to behave himself in a way that would make it look like he's belonging off the Patriots. Now, granted, he did, and he's done a very good job at that. He's carried himself like a total professional, and I can absolutely respect that, especially out of a 22-year-old. Like, that is unbelievable. But the second part to that is that everyone was so hung up on Cam Newton sucking last year with a team that, guess what? Nobody had any expectations of this team actually even winning more than three games last year whether Ken Newton was going to be the stunning quarterback for the, for the Patriots or not. Wait, were you going to rely on Jared Stidham? We all no, saw how Jared terrible. Stidham was going to be in Kansas City. When Anyone he, with the name Jared is chance. probably a shithead or terrible. And on top of that, you gave a quarterback starting position role opportunity to somebody like Brian Hoyer, who completely choked beyond Ugh. choked against Ugh. Kansas City. So when you're going to sit there and tell me that there are far better quarterbacks in our backup quarterbacks like Stidham and Hoyer than have to deal with another year. I hate to tell you, but either you're a real fucking moron, you don't know football, or you're just so hung up on Tom Brady that you are just so clueless and deluded in your brain that you just can't see past that. We well, got to move on from the Tom Brady era, and we got to move on from these expectations. We got to move on to a time where we look towards the future. That's why when when – we, when I realized that Mac Jones was the, the one drafted in this year's draft, I was the first one to say to Al, have to give the kid a chance. Have to give the kid a chance because otherwise, when when is it going to be the next opportunity when, they, when the Patriots are going to have a potentially really good pick in the first round where they can draft a quarterback on that first round? And that's, and that's, that's possibly a- not happening for another five years. And that's and that's the whole thing, Diego. And then sorry, I'm sorry, I'll let you, you know, no, take no, up control no, 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 of your no. show. Bro, jump in, man. That's fine. <laughs> Tough cool takes. We are in open living room right now. We Do love that. Right? Come on. Just and I think open forum. I think the big difference was that you have to take a look at the two quarterbacks, Mac Jones and Jared Stidham. Mac Jones was a first round number 15 overall pick. Jared Stidham was a fourth round pick. Mac Jones played at Alabama, who won a national championship. Jared Stidham was at Auburn that is middle of the pack SEC if they're at best. So there are glaring differences there. When you have a kid that comes in here, leads the country in uh, completion percentage, mm-hmm. and is that accurate? And it almost I looks could like lead that team in completion. I could lead the nation with that team in completion. Liam, you can be you can barely throw a, fo- oh, a baseball, no. let alone a football. Hey, and you've I, even I, admitted as Pat that. Is my witness. I got a cannon. I can sling that rock. You told you've told me your arm is really bad. So I'm I never not said that. that. I would never say anything I have the text messages to prove it. Never. I got the text messages bring to prove them, it. Bring them up because that's I would happen. love to. You are so. Delusional. Anyways, no, I I I see reality. I'm like you sometimes. That's all I'm gonna say, but. It's just a situation where, you know, you had everything in place. The, 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 sorry, the national championship quarterback, the completion percentage, the poise, 
the way he was running the offense. And I think that was enough. And with Cam, I don't want to say being irresponsible because obviously getting the vaccine, everything is a choice. And if he doesn't want to get it, that's fine. But him, you know, being unreliable, put him in a bad spot. And that's, I think, what it just all comes down to at the end of the day. I think, I think his attitude hurt him. Absolutely. His attitude hurt him. Not even the attitude, just, just the, the attitude. decisions. Yeah. Just the decisions that he made. It opened up right. the window because Bill uh, Bill was able to see Mac with the starters. And apparently he completed, what was it, 14 straight passes against the starters. Like and, 18, and, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. the Patriots, I mean, Patriots I've I mean, always his said, first, they have the best defense this year. So. And, and, and let's be also realistic a, a, a bit here as well because – we're glorifying Mac Jones for what he is and what he's done. And he deserves a lot of credit. There is no question there. But even in his first uh, open training session where he was just himself with no Cam Newton there, he didn't have a really rough practice there with just barely 54% of completion going 17 for 35. I mean, he's a, he's, he's, but a I mean, so but like I mean, you kind of have to adjust the scales though. Like you can't correct. judge him. And that's what, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. What I'm going to say next. I think that the best thing that Mac Jones has shown to this organization is that he's willing to improve and continue to learn from the coaches and the right staff in place. He has the right staff in place and Josh McDaniels, somebody who he can truly learn from and can truly be inspired in driving his game to the next level, because that's a coach who's been here to develop a really good offensive line that has won many Super Bowls under his surveillance. Um, Matt Jones, back to, back to my point in that first open training practice that he had with no Kim Newton, the second day he followed it up with, a really good performance where he was basically 93% completion following a really, really good practice. I think he just, I think for, for Mac, what's going to be essential this year is really honing down the emotions and listening to whatever Josh McDaniels gives him as guidance, because otherwise if he lets the fact that he's now got the starting role, that he's gotten the keys to the kingdom, as we want to say it, I think if we if he lets that kind of persona get into his head, he's gonna get completely overcarried. And come week six or week seven, people are probably not gonna be happy with that performance if that does happen. And people are gonna be quickly going, "Why the fuck did we let go of Cam Newton?" I don't, I don't if think that's that type of guy anyway, though. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't mean, perceive he's... him as that. Yeah. But we know we know how stunning quarterbacks can be, especially oh, yeah. coming off of the draft. It's happened so far to Tua, who's had. A very rough first. Yeah, but two season. is pretty. Mac Jones is kind of. He so looks like a the, couple mounds of clay that somebody burned a the, face. A bag off of him. milk. He looks like a bag of milk. You can say it. I. I mean, I think probably the majority of New England has you know a better physique than him, which is fine. I'm not saying anything. Which is why you got compared to Tom Brady because when they both came out, they both looked like string string bean head asses. They did. Um. I. I know. I know that. Like bringing up Cam Newton's thing from last year. Obviously, you can't. You can't you know, put everything on him because it was 2020. He got COVID all this at 2020. You have to, you have to not put so much weight on there. And I get that, you know, the physical change, all that, but he still, we all watched last season. He still was skipping throws to people. He still was making the wrong read routinely. He was still fumbling the ball. He was still like the decision-making wasn't there. So if you believe in Belichick, like I think we all do and should, I mean, the guy's got a pretty good track record. 
all this, Fairly. all these, all these nightmares that we're having about Mac Jones, you know, getting full of himself or, you know, not, not, you know, uh, understanding the playbook. Bill Belichick saw both of these guys longer than any of us had. And he said, you know what? I'm not going to go with the veteran who at the very least, I know the floor of what he can give. I'm going to go with Matt Jones. I think that counts for something mm -hmm. because Bill Belichick, like I said, nobody has a hundred percent good, you know, track record, but the guy does well. And we always do this to him for some odd reason. We let Richard Seymour go questioned him. Ty Law gone, questioned him. Jimmy G gone. Everybody questioned him. Um, who else? I mean, Chandler Jones, everybody questioned him. That was um, a bad move. Was, that was actually a bad move. I still question that. Jamie, I, I don't see, like Bill see, but, yeah, I think Bill's but, getting a little senile, if I'm being completely honest. I don't, oh, think, I don't think he's making you're not, the You're not, you're not being... I think stop. it's only you're a matter of time until he forgets where it. he's... He, you're being facetious. He gets lost Liam. on the way back from the grocery store. Has to call his wife. You know, uh, he gets lost because the glimmer off of yeah. all his rings. He's like, signed up. Somehow him. I ended up down the cape. She's like, Bill, what the hell? I, I really, <laughs> I think, I think he's getting a little up there. I think. But you know what? Compared to some of the other Boston franchises, like the Red Sox and the Celtics and the Bruins, at least Bill Belichick has enough stones to actually make these kinds of moves. You guys remember Lawyer Malloy back in the yes, day, 2003? Yes. Lawyer Malloy was a Patriot fan. He was a fan favorite. He helped them in 01 with that defense. That was the offseason. They the signed Rodney Harrison. They signed Rodney Harrison to play alongside Lawyer Malloy. What does Bill Belichick do one week before the season starts? See Ooh. you later. Cuts him. And Ooh, this that was, that was a move. That was a move that everyone was saying, what is Bill Belichick doing? What happened later that season? I think they went that year, they went 14 and two, and then they won the Super Bowl again. And so Lawyer Malloy had a Pro Bowl year, and they started Eugene. Eugene. They started Eugene Wilson. They still won. But what happened to the team, Liam? Yes, Great. Lawyer Malloy had a Pro yeah. Bowl year. He didn't get a second Super Bowl ring, but they still would have won with him. No, I think, no, I think, I think overall, because then, because then you have the seven degrees of separation, which, which, yeah, which, which, you know, well, what if all of a sudden you don't have him, this and that. Um, I do because Pat, I have you on here. I want you to talk. Um, I want to throw this on over to sorry, you. Obviously, oh no, don't. This is this is a I, very, so, this is arguably the biggest day in Patriots history since Tom Brady left a couple of years ago. So not too long. This but. is honestly more shocking than Tom Brady leaving. I was like, holy shit. I would say it so. It almost feels so. that way, yeah. Pat, yeah. what's up, man? So I was the producer on the Couch Guy Sports Podcast for, like, years. So I'm really used to just, like, sitting in the background and, like, soaking it all in. So this is very normal <laughs> for me. It's very, it's even rare that I'm even talking, which is cool. But, <laughs> Talking's like, tight. I, he has the – I'm talking – when I say he, I mean Mac Jones. Has the highest uh, pro football focus rating, preseason rating ever – Literally ever, ever, like ever? and and ever, ever? The, the the second highest ever? is is Pat Mahomes, dude. Like, oh my, oh my. according Pat Mahomes, according to statistics, he is better than Pat Mahomes. Yeah, but statistics are usually I like you, Pat. a little skewed. I'm a big stats guy. You know the thing same. about numbers? Numbers, unlike a woman, can't lie to you. Hey, All right, hey Pat, name that top five for me, real quick. Do you still have that in front of you? Top five one for the that if uh 
Mac Jones is one. Petty Mahomes is two. I want to know the top five for that list. Oh, yeah. Sure. Trevor Lawrence is probably up there, right? No, Trevor, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence was shit. So it goes Mac Jones for this year. It goes Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. What about Ever? Do they have that? All time? Yeah. Let's see it. Yeah. All time. Mac Jones one. Pat Mahomes two. You want you want number three through five? Yes. Let me get your number three through five real quick. Please, all right. Please. Let's do this. Enlighten me. Soak me in on this because – if Colt Brennan's on this list, I'm also going to be really salty. Timothy Fire Tebow, up. he's probably not. On Colt there. Brennan just killed himself. I was so upset. Pretty, I love the, I love the stats. I love the stats and all, yeah. but to say that drop the ball right now that Mac Jones is better than Pat Mahomes. No, yeah, no, of course no. That's a full. No one's saying. Although real talk, I will say he is, but no one's saying that though. Come on. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's no proof that he isn't yet. I, I, there is. There is there no is proof no against proof. him. I have a question, and I kind of just thought about this, and like you know, I kind of I was thinking today how I was going to attack this podcast or, or attack this topic, but. I'm not lying? really gonna like kind of sugarcoat it because Cam Newton's not here anymore. Why all you of a sudden? It. Why all of a sudden? I'll sugarcoat you. Why all of a sudden <laughs> do we are we picturing Cam Newton? We're treating him like this beloved guy who 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 did all these great things. Cam Newton, the guy is awesome. Dude. Cam Newton, the guy is awesome. I know, but dude, the player, granted, he had things he had things going against him last year. I get that, but he still didn't play well. Like, let's not forget that. Mike, like we're looking uh, hold at on, but hold on, Mike. Glasses. Mike, hold on. Let, let this let this come from someone that wasn't the biggest Cam Newton fan in the world when he signed here initially. That's let me see me. if I, let, I know. So let me see if I can communicate this to you really quick. Cam Newton, the first three games in 2020, played exceptionally well. He won you the Miami perfect. game. He was yep. one game away from winning the Seattle game, and he played very well against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Then the COVID stuff happened. If the COVID stuff doesn't happen, I think Cam Newton actually has a much better year, plays very, very well. And this isn't even a conversation at this point. I know everything happened, but if it doesn't happen, then we're, you know, we're talking about Cam Newton being a starter and we're all happy going into the 2021 season because you think that COVID. Do you think that no. that COVID or him being out, I understand that it hurt him physically. I mean, you know, because obviously it hurt you physically. I had COVID, COVID survivor over here, by the way. It sucks. Diego but, too, so you're not but, well, Yeah, I think Diego's still going through it, which is why, Diego, thank you for being on. This is why um, he comes on here with all these outrageous you, takes. It's do you, do you still think, crazy. though, Al, and I guess everybody, I understand that all that happened, but I'm not even really, if you want to just put all the physical stuff to the side, like the throws, all that, he still wasn't making the right decisions. He wasn't grasping the playbook. And you can't say the COVID affected that because he can still learn the playbook while he's at home. I understand you have COVID. I get that. But I'm just saying, all of a sudden, we're making excuses for this guy. Like, That's, like Cam I, Newton, I, I gotta, the player, I gotta tell deserves you. it. And he doesn't. He I got I to stop, you. I gotta stop you right there. I got to stop you I'll right stop there. stop me. Okay, you go. Because the first, the, the year before even Cam Newton even stepped into a Patriots uniform that year before that was Tom Brady's most frustrating season for himself as a quarterback with a team that struggled to receive anything. They still went 12 and four. Yeah. And that's that team somehow still went 12 and four. That that team somehow still went 12 and four, but majority of the running, the majority of that team though, Ended up having to switch the playbook to a running style because the receiving corps was not there at all. 
they ended up running more more plays than actual throws because Tom Brady was absolutely done with Nikhil Harry. He wanted nothing to do with Nikhil. He didn't really, <laughs> yeah. he really didn't have much of a receiving core after that. You had to switch it over to the running game. For last year for Cam Newton, the running game was the only thing that he, he could possibly get going. When your number one reliable wide receiver goes down in less than two weeks, which was Julian Edelman in the third game against Seattle, you don't have other playmakers in that team at all. He Jacoby had, Myers yeah. was not going to be your playmaker. Nikhil Harry was not going to be your playmaker. And if no, you no, think no. that, you're fucking delusional. And on top of that, Demir Bird was your potential playmaker, but he didn't turn out to be that. But he ended up being more of that Shivers. He ended up being more <laughs> of that shy receiver and the and the availability of receivers. You ended up having to convert more into a running game. <clears throat> and even with your running game, <clears throat> you still have some transitional issues <clears throat> where you had to transition from a Zoni Michelle running style to a Damian Harris, who I I'm absolutely well, that has nothing stoic. to do with Cam Newton, though. I'm absolutely stoic for Damian Harris this year oh. because the guy has shown to be really good. It's all about um, James White. So, but oh, on, oh, to- will- on top of that, <laughs> we'll on top of that, whenever like James White too, James White, whenever he was available, though those plays were being made, but it. it wasn't really much of substance because it wasn't like James White was going to go down the field 30, 40 yards to the touchdown. It wasn't like Ken Newton was going to go throwing to him 20, 30 yards either. It was yeah. short plays. Yeah, but that's just it. But but what does that have to do with Cam Newton? It has like, everything. I to get do all with the it. things that you it said. Has nothing but if you follow uh, Matt Chatham, uh, anybody listener, anybody here, go give Matt Chatham a follow. Uh, former Patriots linebacker, he breaks down every game afterwards. He does the whole like color coordinated players on the field and everything. Cam Newton multiple times a game had receivers running open and everything. He just was missing them or he was just not making the decision to throw there. So like I said, I know okay, that so, Cam was so, playing so what, with a, so what were I know, well, can, I, can I finish my thought? Can I finish my no, thought? No, I know no, that Cam Newton, here, here, why can't here's I finish my, question my thought? To, because here's What's my up? question Getting to you. Getting a whole skip and shit. Talk rule boys, here. what up? So, so here's my question to you. What so, is Jared St- was Jared Stidham gonna be better than Cam Newton? I'm not or was talking Brian about Hoyer Jared Stidham. Stidham. No one's no, talking about Jared. But Stidham. it is the question. That is the question. Why is that the question from, from who? Because because Jared Stidham was gonna be QB one if Cam Newton was gonna. Was oh gonna no 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 no! Cam Newton definitely should have started. I'm not saying he shouldn't have started. I'm so then, who would have done better than Cam Newton? Last no year? one. I am telling you, Diego. Exactly. That Cam so Newton then the question is invalid. Cam Newton the question is, is so invalid. You're the one asking questions, Diego. Can I can I finish my thought? You asked me a question, you're not letting me answer it. Cam because Newton should have started. Sucks. Cam uh, Newton should have started. No one's saying that Jared <laughs> should have started over. Go make some popcorn all I'm saying right now, <laughs> all I'm saying right now is that what does that have to do with Cam Newton? starting this year that has nothing to do with it i'm not saying that jared sitting with jared with two t's at the end should have started last season no, god no shit. he was horrible brian hoyer sucked at the end of that chiefs game we all know that that's why he's no longer on the he sucks since but- like you know 2001 <laughs> dude's been but- playing since joe namath was in the league he he has a lifetime contract here for some reason <laughs> that's but, true. but no but no what i will say yes cam newton was the best option last year He's not the best option this year. That's all I'm saying. I don't know what I never said that Jared Siddham should be starting this year. But you were hung up started last, last year. year. You were. No, you were. You were. I was just you telling were. you that last year. You were. You were. You were trying to mansplain here as to why kids. You say mansplain? Less. Yeah. Because we're all men. How can I mansplain to men? That doesn't make because sense. Because you're a Florida man. I think we're all men. Sense. I thought so. He is a Florida man. What are you man. saying? What are you saying? I was fixated on last year. 
What were you, you saying? You want to fix it. You, you are brought still up last year. Last year. Sully, Sully, let Diego finish his thought. Then Diego, let Sully finish his thought. Because I, no, I, I have I'm something done. I want to bring up next. So hurry this I'm done, I'm, I'm done with this TV one that want right. to be with his. Hold on. I don't even have the glasses on. I'm going to cut this off here because I'm pushing the wagon down the road. And I have a question for everyone. So everyone start sniffing the fumes on this idea here. I want a touchdown to interception prediction and a now new record prediction for the Patriots oh, with geez. Mac Jones under starter. Maybe it's off the cuff. Obviously, you guys can't do your research right now because we're on the zone. I just want a rough, rough idea, rough prediction, rough, rough estimate. I'll start so you guys can kind of think it over. Obviously, he's much more passing quarterback than Cam. So when I think yes. of the touchdowns to interceptions – I think a fair benchmark Trevor Lawrence over under for touchdowns was 23 and a half, which I think is laughable. Hammer the under Trevor Lawrence. Shit. Yeah. Trevor so, Lawrence gonna so, so if that's the standard for the number one overall pick, obviously max a couple notches below that. So if I were to guess for Mac, it'd probably be like, you know, 18 and a half, 19, maybe even 20. Um, so if I'm thinking Mac Jones, He's a rookie, so he's going to struggle. I think he's going to throw plenty of picks. I think he dips under the double digits and in interceptions because uh, Bill goes a little crazy on the passing game. I think it comes to 20, 22 touchdowns, 11 picks for Mac Jones in a season that's kind of up and down. Hey, Al, you know, we uh, – we, we went pretty big on this season here, and I was confident when we did it, you know, like a month or two ago, mm-hmm. and now I'm a little nervous. So I need the Patriots to win nine and a half games. So just out of ignorance and hope that we still do that, I think they go 10 and 7. I think they drop a couple games without Cam Newton's veteran presence or his ability to put the defense on edge running the rock. So I think they go 10 and 7 with Mac Jones throwing 22 to 24 tubs and 10 to 12 picks. Okay. So so I got I got mine. So for the record, I'm going to go 10 and 7 or 11 and 6. Okay. I think that's very very attainable. Yep. I think For the so. touchdowns, I have uh Mac throwing 21. And then for interception And then for interceptions, 8. So 21 touchdowns, 8 wow. interceptions. I think he's conservative with the picks, huh? I think so. I don't think he's going to throw a pick every game. I think because the Patriots have such a run-heavy style of offense, Belichick and McDaniel's aren't going to allow Mac to make that many mistakes. I, that makes sense because they do obviously rely heavily on the run game. We have Ramondi mm-hmm. Stevenson, who's as close to Jesus on earth as we can get, so that definitely helps. <laughs> uh, James White, James White is Jesus. James JFW, James fucking White. James White is perfect in all forms. I, uh, it's definitely going to be a huge running year, and he's going to work the play action. But I still think there's going to be those games where just like Joe Barrow had to do last year and the coaches don't want to do it, but sometimes you have to do it where they're like, you got to throw the ball 40 times this game, start airing it out. And that's where I think Mac kind of falls short a little bit because he's used to throwing to people who are wide open. And now, you know, if Nikhil's on the field, he's not getting even close to wide open. He's not getting close to wide open. I think, uh, depending on what we see from Nelly and Bourne, I, I think, uh, I think there's going to be some struggle there. Diego, Diego, then Pat, I'll go last. I'll bring up the caboose. Yep, I'll be the please. closer. Yeah. So I think, I think the record. The end of the human year, I'm going to go in the optimistic. Season? It is actually. I'm going to go in the optimistic route about things. 
Oh. And I'm going to go with 12 and five. I still think that we'll oh, have wow. a winning, winning season this year. We have a, we have a really good offensive line that I think Matt Jones can work with. Um, I think in the, line. I think in the interception area, I you could type you up. Diego, first time ever, buddy. I am right there with you. Let's go. Interceptions, depending on what you're saying. Um, in Interception-wise, I think uh, it, it's a tough year, and the schedule that he's facing is very The teams aren't easy at the, all. The teams aren't easy. I, I they, haven't they, gone through the they schedule can make since defensive I've been on plays. the phone or since I've been on the call with you guys, but I know They can make defensive easy. plays happen, unfortunately, and whether it was Kim Newton or Matt Jones throwing, i still be throwing this interception number. I think it's anywhere between 12 and 14 interceptions this year, unfortunately. Um, now that Judy's a rookie, that's perfectly realistic. But, but touchdown-wise... <laughs> Mike I, doesn't think it's realistic. <laughs> but touchdown-wise, touchdown I do think Mac Jones could have a really good season touchdown-wise. You think I he could see, sniffs 25-30? No. I'm, I'm, I'm going more on the conservative route between 18 and 22, Max. See, I don't I see 18 more than that. extremely reasonable. Um, but I, I, I do think that 18 touchdowns for Mac Jones is, is doable. Sprinkle especially in without... like one rushing touchdown in there, you know, maybe give yeah, us Tom I, I, Brady I, QB sneak. I could see about seven rushing <laughs> touchdowns. spike at the end to, yeah, to kind of remind Some everybody. dramatic flair, yeah. Get everyone Yeah, I, could, I mean, I could see him being really good at the quarterback sneak uh, play. Yeah. He, he does have that kind of body for that, but for that for that play. So I could see about seven rushing touchdowns for him, but I can't see more than and that. With Bill's right. guidance on any play, you know, it's unbelievable. Just, you know, yeah. you know just leaning forward. Put the, ball, just do it. put the uh, ball across the pylon. You're like, thanks, Bill. I had no idea that's what I was supposed to do. Pat, Patty P. Patty so, P with the P. What's up? Guys, you know, I'm bringing it back to the numbers again. Big numbers guy. And you know who really knows their numbers? Vegas. Vegas. Uh, that's what. So, that's why I said, "What is the Vegas odds?" I'm curious. So listen, I'm going with Vegas on this one, and let me back it up. The Pats. I looked it up. We are tied for the 19th easiest schedule this season. Oh wow! I thought oh, it was wow. much harder than that. Our mm-hmm. opponent, wow. our average opponent. That's average the first time I've ever is, heard of that. Actually, to be honest, yep. opponents opponent average rank is 0.48. So. Pretty easy schedule this season, which it will play in a good favor for Mac. That means he might get more touchdowns than Vegas is thinking. But Vegas has the odds at 13 and a half interceptions and 23 and a half touchdowns. Oh, wow. Okay, so I was, I was so 13 and a half. So they think he throws 14 picks right along with Diego there. Yeah. 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 I was thinking 12 to 15. So it's right, right around. Right around where I'm thinking. Okay, I, th- I think I got a future bet on you. Yeah, that's. To be told, I'm low key faded myself. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds pretty tight. It seems super that's realistic though. Like he is gonna struggle. Like you gotta give a figure. There's gonna be a couple like classic Julian Edelman's where the pass is batted off his hands and intercepted type deal. Like there's gonna be those where you're like, God damn it, he throws Julian Edelman, the best kept secret in New England that nobody wants to talk about. It's like Bigfoot. Julian Edelman for almost his entire career had an issue with drops and especially towards the end. Oh, hundred percent. I can't tell you how many times I have thrown this hat at the TV being like Jules pick up the ball but then he'd make you know an amazing play later. but then he catches the deflection in the super bowl and you're like yeah you fucking catch that exactly exactly so uh i think uh al you said 12 and no no you didn't diego you said 12 and 5 right that'd be the record Wait, i hold on hold that. on quick quick recap al what was yours again i, I already fucked 21 and 8 21 and 8 pat what was your final so you're just going with vegas which is 14 picks and 
Uh, yeah, I'm going with Vegas. So I'm going to say 23 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. All right. Wow. That's uh that's, that sounds like a rookie year. If I've ever heard one. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mike, Mikey hit us with the good stuff. I said, don't call me Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. It's Mike. You can call me Michael. If you want to get formal, Sully, call me shithead, whatever. Diego, you have all pet names for me. We go back and forth with the cute little names. Um, 12 and five, Diego. I agree. 12 and five is good. I'm actually, I, I was looking at their schedule as we're talking. Um, it's, it's really not as difficult as everybody thinks. If people think that the Dolphins defense is going to be good. I think the Dolphins are going to be not good by the end of the year. So their defense is only going to be good for so long. Either way, 12 and five, I think, I think Mac Jones, I don't think he hits 20. I think he throws 19 touchdowns. I think he throws like six or seven picks. I mean, this guy is touted for his accuracy. You also got to think he's not going to be throwing the ball as much. The Patriots are going to have saying it right here, a top five rushing attack. They're also going to have a top three defense again, saying it right here. So I don't think Mac is going to have to do as much. It seems like Belichick is building this team, how another dynasty started, the Patriots dynasty in 2001, where you have a good defense, a good running back, and a young quarterback. I think it's going to be 12-5. and five. Um, I do think they make the playoffs. I don't think that we've said that, but I think yep. I think uh, that's what kind happens. Kind of a given if you win 12-5. and five. And I think uh, you never uh, – yeah, I mean, unless the AFC is like crazy. Yeah. Let's oh, my homeboy go yeah. 17 and oh. Homeboy. Hey, yeah, hot take. They're not even going to oh, make the oh, AFC boy. championship game, um, the Chiefs. That's but um, I think 12 and five, 19 touchdowns, seven picks I'll go. Um, and, yeah, I think he has one rushing touchdown, like Liam said, and then he spikes it in the end zone. Everybody forgets about Brady. Like, I've already forgotten about Brady. Uh, I know, Al, you have to get out of here, too. You got uh, legends coming up. Mm-hmm. So it's been a pleasure having you on, my man. Good luck. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'll I give guess. one. I'll give one final take before I kind of have to yeah, uh, give us a close this, out of here. Team. Give this us a good part, one. This party. So it actually involves, I think, the topic you guys are going to get on, get to next, which is Stefan Gilmore. This is going to sound so bad. I don't think he's injured enough to the point where he really needs to sit out for six weeks. I think it involves his contract. I agree with that full heartedly. I think, I think, I think, and I'll just, I'll end with this. I think it's a situation where, cause I didn't even know this until I heard this on 98.5, which they read right from the rule book. So you can actually trust this. The fact that Gilmore declared for camp, the fact that he declared, or sorry, not declared, the fact that he, that he arrived. That he actually showed up. Bankruptcy. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so so with that being being said, (laughs) he knows that if he shows up, he's going to be fine. He gets he still gets his game checks. Mm -hmm. If he didn't, then it would only be like a prorated salary. So he might only get part of that seven million, but now he's going to get that full seven million, even if he only plays eight games, and then he can walk in free agency to get a bigger contract. Again, I don't want to diminish the injury because if he's really injured then You're so if he's really sensitive yeah if he's if he's really injured then so be it but we'll see what happens thanks guys appreciate it i'll come back on at some point if you guys will have me you guys are awesome keep killing it's been a it. pleasure yes sir thanks guys yes, sir later that's a uh, that's a good take i i do just want to say something before we hop in um gilmore is in uh i know we're all saying that um diego i have a question man yeah. Do you think Gilmore would still be injured? And this is kind of a rhetorical question, so I'm going to ask. I'm going to keep talking. Do you think Gilmore would still be injured if he had an exo gun 
Are you? Do you know if he would? I don't know if he knew about it. I don't know. Exactly. Let me, let me see. Cause maybe he's listening. I don't know. We have people that listen. Um, I hit up Stefan last week. He actually said he's a huge fan. You did. Yeah, actually. I've actually been talking to a couple of Pats fans, little Pats fans, little spoiler alert. We may have a Patriots player on at some point this season. So just a little nugget for everybody. Um, Yeah. John Cena is going to come on. Um, Guys, Exo gun. Former Patriot great John Cena. I did. (laughs) Massachusetts native. Is that yet West Newberry? You can't that, see me. Is that where he's from? I thought it was Groveland. No, I, I don't oh, know. they say West, West Newberry, Newberry, but they also said that Undertaker oh, was from like the wasteland. So. Um, guys, Exo Gun. Uh, it's real to me, goddammit. If, if, if Gilmore was watching, I would tell him, Mr. Stefan, have you ever done a workout where you feel like you need a massage after? Well, let me tell you, don't let the pain and the soreness slow you down and make you hold out or anything like that. Exogun, my friend, it revives the muscle. It boosts your circulation. It releases energy so you can recover faster, live better, take it wherever you need it. It's got a case. It's got a charger. If you're at work, if you're at the gym, Liam, I know you're always on the trail. Always. If you're at the trail, on the trail, in the trail, I don't know what you're doing. Maybe <laughs> I you're am in the trail. Exactly. Yeah. You're on the trail. People are on you. Um, Mr. Gilmore, <laughs> let me tell you, um, the Exogun also helps with percussion therapy. What is percussion therapy? Well, let me tell you, this is Liam's favorite part. Favorite. Boosts muscle, muscle function and recovery by penetrating deep into the muscle tissue so with a deep. series of rapid, very rapid, very concentrated, very pulsating strokes. Can't forget Mr. those pulsating strokes. Guys, gain back control of your body, achieve long-term pain relief with Exogun, get 10% off. That is a full 10% off with the code CGS10. That's CGS10 at checkout. Uh, like I said, comes with a charger and all that fun stuff. Get your Exogun today and treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice. Um, you yeah, can't put so, a price on pulsing. Yeah, I mean, or or penetrating strokes. I don't know. But um <laughs> But guys, I do, uh, Al did bring up a good point. So Stefan Gilmore today was put on the pup list. Can't, he's gone for six weeks. What's going on? Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried about the defense as much. Uh, you know, week four against Brady, that's going to be something. Other than that, you're going against the Dolphins, the Jets, the Jameis Winstons in, in New Orleans. Uh, you're going against Dak if he's healthy. And then you're going against whatever mishmash they have over in Houston. So Famous Jameis. What do you, what, yeah, 30 for 30. What do you guys think about, uh, about Gilmore being on the pup list? Um, do you think it's, it's a holdout? Do you think it's both? Do you think it's more of a holdout, more of an injury? I mean, what do you, what do you think? Cause the players don't seem to be worried. Fleet off with big, bad scope here. Let's go. Patty P. So just looking at the salary. Kids, kids always digging in the metrics. I know. I'm always I can looking see at those deep yeah. numbers. You can. Three computers, 15 <laughs> yeah. The whole wall is monitors. It is. It's bad. But so <laughs> I, I mean, the team would be making a bigger stink. We'd see some movement. We'd see some free agent signings or some people taking off the practice if he was a, if it was a really big deal, right? Mm-hmm. We're not really seeing that. It kind of just it really. I, I'm going to agree with the, with with Diego and, and and Al here. I think it's a, it's a negotiation thing. If we're looking at the average contracts here, average 2021 cornerback pays right. Jalen Ramsey's making 20 million. Humphrey's making 19. Tredavious White's making 17.2. Darius Slay. I haven't even heard of these names, and these guys are oh, making $20 okay, million. Dollars. Darius Slay. He's, he's still alive? He's a baller. He's a baller. 
He was on birds, Eagle. Baby. He was on Philly. Eagles. Philly trash. Philly trash. Philly. No. Ben Simmons doesn't even want to play there. I'm sorry, Pat. Keep going. No, you're good. You're good. The point. The point I'm trying to make is. The Patriots are notorious for trying to get players for as long and cheap as possible, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're just starting to get fed up with it. And they're starting to say, if you don't want to pay me, I'm not going to fucking play. I have this injury. Oh, oh, my leg, my leg. I need to the it's like the classic get months. hurt at work. Yes, dude. Right. Until you start respecting me and respecting the value that I bring to the organization, uh, why should I put the effort in? Yeah, it makes sense, but at the same time, I get I, I brought this up to Mike in maybe the first episode. There's no drive for greatness from players anymore. There's just a huge lack of players that want to be good now. People don't want to go to the Patriots anymore. And it's just really sad. Like if Jalen Ramsey just wanted to win a title, then go to the Patriots. And there's a clear reward. If you go to the Patriots, you win a title. It may not be the best experience. It's like taking a taking a bullet train. It might not be the most comfortable ride, but you're going to cross that country in a record fucking time. Obviously, there's going to be bumps. You're going to be flying around, but you get to your destination faster than all the other fools who took an eight-hour train ride normally. So I just think, uh, I don't know. The Patriots have been almost devalued in a way, and it makes me sort of upset. I I don't like seeing this whole thing with Gilmore. Um, I hope it's just an injury, and I like to think it's just an injury. Because he is injury prone. Let's not get it twisted. He mm-hmm. missed plenty of time last year. He was still a top 100 player by NFL standards. But uh, he missed most of the year. And when he played, he wasn't the best corner in the league. Mm-hmm. He was maybe top five, but he wasn't the best. And he mm-hmm. was the best the year before. And he wasn't anymore. So he clearly has had injury problems. I'm not going to completely bite the bullet and agree with Al here. I'm going to say it is an injury problem which is almost scarier. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's all part of our financial um, situation working out for both sides. Obviously, Stefan Gilmore wants to get paid more. He, in a way, deserves to get paid more than what he's getting paid here in the Patriots. Um, I think he has to do something with the injury. I think the injury, yeah, it's there, but I don't think it's as extensive as Six to seven weeks missing out. I think it's Six more like weeks two weeks. Is a lot of time. To I think it's our best corner. Yeah. I, I think it's more like two weeks realistically, if anything. But do you uh, think what they re-sign I, him and he comes back then? What what are you thinking? I, I'm thinking I'm thinking this is part of a strategy to work a short-term deal that will allow the Patriots to then move on from Gilmore next year and be able to draft a quarterback. I mean, a a cornerback. Jesus. I, I'm, Still thinking about corner uh, quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically the same word. Yeah, basically the same exact thing. But I'm thinking it's more of like buy your way in into trading him in a way that would also get you a higher pick uh, rating for for next year, in which you can capitalize and get a cornerback out of the draft, something for the future that you can work on, lower costs, longer, you know, availability. Younger as well, especially as you build in a younger core. So too, what you think they signed him to like a one year, like twenty million dollar deal or something that makes him I'm, I'm, know, in the top three of corners? I'm thinking they give him a two year deal because I don't think there is any good cornerbacks out of uh, this upcoming draft uh, in 2022. And they trade uh, him in that second year, you think? But they, but I think they trade him in that second year for a higher round pick uh, yeah. where the Patriots could capitalize and, and make a good earning out of that uh, out of that trade. What are yeah. you thinking here, Mike? You, this get you wet a little bit? 
Yeah, I mean, it does, but like in, in more ways than one, in good ways, bad ways, because I'm crying, I got tears, and yeah. then the other. That's the what other I was leaning toward, yeah. Um, I think. Keep your mind out of the gutter. I think, uh, like, <laughs> I think, like Diego, sexual podcast, remember? It, it I always think, is. I think, like Diego said, um, and you know, don't don't get it twisted. Diego and I agree on a lot of things. I no. think, like he said, <laughs> for the most they part, signed, you and me double team in Diego, though. They signed it to enough sexuality. <laughs> oh, my God, um, they signed him to a two year deal, Diego, like you said, and I think that they do flip them either around the draft time of that second year or maybe you know before the trade deadline just to maybe pick up a piece i don't know what they'll need in a couple of years but maybe something like that maybe um or you know just to get another pick for the following year because Liam, remember we did talk about it gilmore is right a couple of years away from that cusp where corners just fall off yep. when they Shelf hang, you know, life. in a Exactly. In a few years. So I think he does get a year. I think he does get what he wants this year. I think next year he gets a bigger, you know, maybe at some point they convert some of his salary to a, to a signing bound or something like that. Either way, Belichick's going to work it out. And I think that he gets dealt in his second year. So I do think it's a little bit of what Al said where he's holding off a little bit. He's not a holdout, but I think he is still injured too. So I think he is still rehabbing that, but I do think, there is a little bit in there of the contract issue, but like I said, what's, what's good. What gives me confidence is the fact that you see all the players when they talk about them, they, they don't seem worried. And, you know, I know the players aren't going to come right out and be like, yeah, I'm worried that Gilmore's not going to be here, but you know, they're all like, they would yeah. just avoid the topic altogether. Cause they exactly, talked exactly. They all say, you know, he's been good in the room, all that. I understand like Al said, Gilmore actually reporting and being there gets him the money, but no one has really talked about Gilmore that way his entire career where he's going to kind of like play the team here and there. I understand money does things to people, but no, I think that Gilmore wants to be here. being offered 20 that. mil. I, he, I, I think, I think he two, for 20 mil. It's going to be like a two year deal. It's going to be, I don't know, 14 something per maybe 16 the next year or something yeah. like that. Um, and then, and then, yeah, I think he's going to be dealt in that second year, which seems to be, you know, the way that Belichick goes with players, get rid of them one year early as opposed to one year too late. So which I think that's how it's going to work. Yeah. Do you guys have any questions about him coming back and being the same guy no. that he is? Because like, no, no, no questions. Because, hey, you pointed out, really? and I, I made the point on the last show when we talked about Stefan. Dude, corners have the shelf life of milk. If you don't buy yeah. that the day it gets into the store, <laughs> yeah. oh, man, you can get some rank shit by That's the accident. True. So I uh, I think there's a lot of merit to it. Like I said, again, in the last podcast, I have concerns even about him next year. Uh, the fall off can be drastic. It can be quick. You know how they've always been projecting the cliff for Tom Brady? Oh God! It, it's it's more of a it's more of a definite for quarters. And Max Kellerman. Yes, I'm going to go full Max Kellerman here, and I'm going to bite the bullet and just say, hey, I think next year Stephon Gilmore isn't going to be that great. So I uh, I wouldn't mind them working out a deal to get rid of him this year. Now that he's holding out officially, whether it's because of injury or if he's about a contract, six weeks without Stephon Gilmore is going to be tough. If we can go, hey, if we can go four and two. Mm -hmm. or you know three and three even i'm like all right you know we don't particularly need to do if we're struggling then i'm like holy shit get gilmore back the house is yep. on fire yep i yep. uh i don't know i i worry about corners like that listen as long as as long as stefan gilmore doesn't 
leave this Patriots organization with a sour taste like Asante Samuel coming after Bill Belichick for making one move, I'll be fine with that. Asante Samuel, that guy, he said, oh, he caught him off all that. Listen, buddy, how about how about you make that pick in the Super Bowl and the Patriots win, okay? I'm sick of Asante Samuel's bullshit. This guy comes out, comes out from obscurity every once in a while just to criticize the team that made him who he is. Bitch, if it wasn't for the Patriots, you'd be you'd be nothing or you would have just wasted away on that Philly trash Eagles team. I'm sorry, Liam. I know you love the Eagles, but I do not. Asante Samuel can fuck off and excuse me for my language but that's yeah, the comments the comments today were uncalled for from from it's the, the call the comments from him today were just extremely uncalled for it was just like bullshit dude you're coming after the coach that actually gave you a chance to be a winning player come on dude yeah just shut the fuck up liam what do you think i see your little face over there the gall the nerve the audacity to the insult our Lord and Savior, Asante Samuel, for anything. To say he's coming out of obscurity from his palatial estate, yeah, that's obscurity. He lives Asante, under a rock like I, I will, I will not, I will not stand here and take Asante Samuel slander lightly. This is one of the finest corners, this organization and this listen, league. This is Owen, mis- listen, talking Owen, about listen. Mr. Pick 6. And listen, you, Owen. Listen, Owen Wilson. What, you can make what that do you plea. have to say? You can make that plea all you want in wedding crashes when you're trying to bang the 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 guy's daughter. That's fine. But in this case scenario here, Asante Samuel was completely out of nine. He, he didn't need to make he that wasn't. comment. He he, he I'm, I'm a big Asante Samuel fan as well. But he should to, be because everyone is because he's the man. Mr. I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of any ex-Patriot player overall. Anybody who be. has paid for the Patriots. Thank you for your service. Thank you for I mean, what you've done. And thank you for being a player in this organization. Players you but to be like, quite you honest like with you. Cam Newton? Are you, are you a fan of Cam Newton? Of course I am. Are you an Aaron Dobson guy? I forgot who he was, to be quite honest Ooh, with you. You should, because he's shitty. Exactly. Just like I'm going like to forget Nikhil Harry as well. Yes. Um, I've already forgot. But Asante, Asante Samuel, I got to be honest with you. Uh, in those comments, buddy, you either need to There's go take a shower or hit the locker room. There's some merit to it. I'm with him. No, I'm completely with him here. Because, okay, so he played under Bill Belichick. He saw, you know, the Belichick was the, that is Bill Belichick. If Bill Belichick was the cold-blooded coach that he says that he is, you think Asante Samuel would have had a chance to be a winning Super Bowl player like he was here in New England? Yeah. He's the, he's no, perfect. he wouldn't have. He's perfect. No, he wouldn't yes. have. He would have went to another team and been just as successful and just as well could have got a ring. If that Eagles team was half of what it should have been, he would have won a ring. But this is how I know you. This is how I know you're sleepy, Leo. That's no, the story no, no. of Philadelphia. I'm not even sleepy. I took a nap before this podcast. That's not the point. I'm <laughs> still uh, sleepy. No, Asante Samuel is coming from a place of player compassion. He was a player. Obviously, he was. He feels maybe he was treated poorly by Bill Belichick. Him and, and Cassius Marsh can go and for off. something. Cassius Marsh. Fuck that. Guy. I, I put They're Asante Samuel in the same boat to, right now. To, to put those guys in the same even stratosphere. They're in the same boat on the same lake. They're not. They're not. There's not. There's no lake. There's no lake. They're not in the same lake together. They're not close. One of them is in Alaska and the other one's in New Zealand as far away as possible. They are on. I don't know if that's opposites. factually correct. I can't. I can't. I don't know if that's true. They, they are not even related. They're not close. Asante yeah, Samuel yeah. is coming from a place of player compassion. Bill Belichick obviously treats his players as a commodity, as you should, as a coach. I'm not bashing him. Obviously, they're people. But these are all checker pieces. These are all, you know, 
moves, chess pieces, chess pieces that you have to move. Checker pieces. To, yeah, whatever. I don't fucking, I don't play these games. Um, <laughs> these are all players that you move around to try and get the ultimate goal of winning. And Asante Samuel was one of those players. So he's coming from the player compassion side. Obviously, when Cam Newton gets dropped like this, there's a ton of people that feel for Cam Newton. And there's a reason for it because he kind of got screwed. He kind of got the shit out of the stick. Whether you believe in Mac Jones, whether you don't, there's a lot of merit to him saying, wow, you're just going to dump Cam to the curb like that because he totally could have just kept him for this year. And he is just coming from a point where you really didn't have to do this. It didn't have to be like this. You could still have great success and still be the greatest head coach of all time without being a little bit of a dick. And hey, well, why would he keep Cam Newton if he wasn't going to start him, though? That's the thing. Yes, he didn't and, want and it. hey, maybe Cam maybe Cam asked for it, and maybe that's something yeah, me and knows? Asante Samuel don't know. Because <laughs> Asante, he, he, he's not – because, hey, me and Asante hang out. We're going to talk about this later. He doesn't know the whole story. I don't know the whole story because we're not there. So if Cam and him had this conversation uh, – Bill had this conversation, it's a different story. Mm-hmm. But I uh, – I absolutely think there's a lot of merit to it because Bill deserves criticism. He's not, you know, he's not perfect. Not for this. I, I, I love, I love Bill much more than the next guy and the next guy after that, the next guy after that. All right. But, done, done, done with this. I'm done with this. Oh my God. No, <laughs> he's not perfect though. Listen, that's why I said. Okay. Hey, All right, guys, for, for Take Liam McDade in those blasphemous takes for Diego, not even, not even. for Al who can't be, here with us right now he didn't he didn't pass away he's still here he's just doing other podcasts uh for for pat who got bumped off on the little logistical snafu we had um this is tuck rule takes i'm cutting this short before any other blasphemous takes come out um guys Sante next Samuel, week, greatest corner to touch the turf ty lodger i'll read it get out of here next next week we are going to do our predictions episode for the patriots entire season we'll have the whole season there uh we will have a guest i'm not going to tell you who but we will have a guest next week another couch guy sports uh personality again i'm telling you couchguysports.com definitely a personality he is a personality you'll see we go back and forth too we all will get on the bandwagon because like i said actually like liam and i both agreed on last episode two dynasties are starting right now patriots 2.0 and coachguysports.com coachguysports um and then tucker will take just gonna ride those coattails until we you know until we end up interviewing matt jones ask him how his first super bowl was his rookie season um guys like i said Tuck Rule Takes for me, Liam, all of our guests. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. We'll be back to the hip-hop intros next week. Uh, guys, enjoy it. Go Pats. Um, that's it. Cheers.